that's one thing that I'm just trying to always do more and more and more is just get the full picture, mm-hmm. ask as many questions as possible, and who cares if what people think? It doesn't matter. It's, you know, you gotta you gotta have the information. Ask questions. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. This is episode 19 of These Drunk Webs. I would like to welcome my friend Austin Cornelio, who uh, we've talked a few times about doing this. Yeah. And uh, it's finally here. Finally came together. Yeah, we have a lot of friends in common, so I think this is going to be a... This is a well-anticipated episode. It is, it is. Yeah. It's almost like a like a high-stakes like boxing fight or something like that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Also, for the first time today, we are live on Instagram on color code account so that uh, you can watch. Although, I didn't give enough notice. I think I gave everybody like 45-minute notice. So, it's Friday night. Most people are out. So, Well, uh, thanks uh, for all you guys tuning in. That's really great. Uh, color code is, is cool. It's, it's a good thing. So, I've told you this before. I, I think it's... Uh, I'm interested to see where you can take it. It's, yeah. it's, there's definitely a need for very simple bite-size pieces of tech info. So, all right, rocket man. And I, I already know that your son is uh, is taking advantage of color code. I've seen hmm? him watch stuff. I've shown you the proof. He loves it. <laughs> and he's like, wow, that's how I. That's how I, That's how the dom works. That's how. <laughs> he's like, what? It's like as soon as I figure out how to walk. Yeah, he's like, only nine months old. Everybody, so <laughs> I mean, he's it's very advanced stuff for him. All right, so um, Austin. I believe you've listened to one or two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guest usually announces a drink. So thank you for picking this drink. What are we drinking and what's in it? So this is a dark and stormy, really simple drink. You know, it's just really decent dark rum uh, with some ginger beer. And we're doing free advertising. Yep. Gosling's pretty good stuff. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's better stuff out there, but uh, the darker the rum, the better. All for right. sure. And then just slap on a lime, mix it up and it's, it's, it's it. Excellent. I'm going to just run through your bio real quick. Uh, Austin is a tech lead at InRhythm, a role that I know personally very well myself. He's been leading teams for multiple Fortune 50 companies. He's been a technical leader for many years. I was looking at your history and you've been doing this for a while. He's been at Cake and Arrow, Yellowhammer Media, Equinox, New York Stock Exchange, The Economist, Intelligence Unit, and more. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. On top of it all... Uh, he arguably has the best hair in all of fintech. Thank you. So that means a lot. To myself me. included. <laughs> <laughs> so, Austin, I know you have a, a few things that you want to talk about. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to do something that I've never done before. I'm going to ask a question that actually belongs to the questionnaire oh, at the very end. Nice. Because I know the answer, and I know that's how we want to start it. Uh-huh. And the question is, as a consumer of technology, what are you most excited about? Mm-hmm. And I already asked you this. You said Bitcoin and, and, and yeah. cryptocurrency. Yeah. So why don't we just kick it off? Why are you so interested? What's going on with that stuff? Just yeah. give, me your, uh, give, me the, give everybody, including me who doesn't know anything, yeah. a, a, a quick intro. Yeah, so I actually started really paying attention again to, to Bitcoin, specifically because of one of our uh, fellow in Rhythmers, uh, Mike Fisher, actually. He showed me Coinbase, and that took me down a a rabbit hole big time. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like, "Hey man, check out you know this this app Coinbase." And I've been like buying some Ethereum, which is like another cryptocurrency. I've been buying some Bitcoin and dabbling. And I'm like, "That's cool." And you know, I kind of just uh, you know that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so then I went back and I'm like, let me check this out. And one thing led to another. And previous to this, specifically previous to my role at American Express, which was uh, a few years ago, I did some time trying to raise a round for a fintech startup um, with a few other people. And it exposed me to blockchain and, and stuff like that. Um, what we're trying to do is you're trying to build uh, like a neo bank, if you will. So it was a bank for like emerging affluent millennials, you know, people mm-hmm. that live in cities like New York that are making, you know, decent money, but they still, <laughs> for whatever reason or other, you're like you're broke at the end of the month, right? So if, how do you maximize the, the little money that you do have, right? So that was kind of the whole concept, not to go into a whole other thing, but then Coinbase kind of brought me back to that whole thing. It was something that I was really interested in, you know, from the beginning. Um, so then I started, you know, participating in buying, you know, Bitcoin and trading Ethereum and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, here we are today. Like, it, it, it's something that I've been doing for you know, less than a year. But to get to your question, to answer your question, why do I think it's, it's so amazing? I look at it as the Internet. And, you know, the Internet was in like the early 90s, 1994, 96, whatever. We had no idea, you know, what the Internet was going to be and what it has turned into. And I see another opportunity like that. You know, right now, one Bitcoin is valued at about seventy three hundred dollars. Last year, it was valued at eight hundred dollars. So massive volatility you and know, you can cash out anytime you can cash out anytime i mean it's like any other investment you're going to pay capital gains on it so say you know um i i am a person i'm personally not but say like you know you're into trading it you know you can you can trade it like you, you can trade it like like any stock right mm-hmm. and basically like day trade it you can you know buy cheap sell high you know locking your profits and you know so i can buy today and sell tomorrow yep. and make actual money absolutely okay yes and and what is it uh, i am such a noob mm-hmm. when it comes to this mm-hmm. so tell me what is the grand vision here it depends on who you ask you know is it to replace cash it could be some people think so some people think not um but the thing to know about it is it's it's a fully decentralized peer-to-peer payment facility right so it doesn't have any of the fees that come with you know having your money you're transacting in a bank like no bank is going to evaluate it you know it's it's and there's a limited supply so there will only be 21 million bitcoins ever made right so that alone makes it very deflationary compared to fiat mm-hmm. money like paper money right mm-hmm. like our value the money of the value of our dollar like it it, it increasingly tanks right so it's it's quite different in that regard so you know, as it is designed to be a mechanism to like buy things with, like mm-hmm. I could transfer you some bitcoins for you know a, a dark and stormy, right? For a delicious dark yeah, and stormy. But people aren't doing that; they're holding it yeah. because that would be a poor purchase. You yeah. know, like that dark and stormy could be worth you know two hundred dollars at the rate you know uh-huh. we're going now, and how right. it, it just keeps on right. growing and growing. In value. So I think when you say peer to peer, and that's what I keep hearing about th- these things. Yeah. When I hear peer to peer, this is what I this is what I think. Yeah. I think LimeWire days. Exactly. Right. Yes. But but the the difference I see and LimeWire for people who don't know what that is, it's where you peer to peer you connect to another Napster. human being. Yeah, Napster. Yeah, you shared files yes. we used to share like video music videos and that works, sort of thing. it works the exact same way the, the, the difference though to explain this to me mm-hmm. those copies of those videos that we were sending back and forth mm-hmm. 
were not the real thing. They were just, they were, I guess, a copy mm -hmm. of a Michael Jackson video, sure. right? But this can't be a copy of anything because this is theoretically money. Right. Right. So how can I send you money and how do you trust me that I'm sending you yeah. the real thing? So that is the power of the underlying technology, which is the blockchain. Mm -hmm. So um, basically it's it's a ledger and it's immutable. And everybody um, to your LimeWire example, uh, if you if you decide that you're going to mine it and we can talk about that after, you have to download and install a copy of the blockchain onto your onto your computer, onto your laptop, onto your mining farm, whatever, right? So I pay you one Bitcoin for something. So that goes onto a block in the blockchain, it gets saved there. And then the whole network validates that that transaction, right? Uh -huh. And then via cryptography, it is basically encrypted there on the blockchain. Um, and that's how it works. So that's really cool because um, it's vastly different than how money is exchanged like today. Like there, there is none of this sort of you know thing in place. Right. Um, so uh, the way people have explained it to me before is there's no more middleman, right? All the, and, but, all the middleman right. men are, but, are essentially eliminated. Correct? But somebody has to do the validation and that's what banks do today, mm -hmm. right? They, should, they look at it and they go, yes, this is actual money. I will take and it. take a percentage right. for doing that. Exactly. <laughs> but, but if there is no bank, mm -hmm. then you're saying everybody else does the validation? Yes. The, the validation is done via processing power on your computer. So these are uh, these transactions are encrypted in, in highly, like they're basically highly complex math problems, right? So that's why like not anybody can really mine Bitcoin effectively because you need to have tremendous processing power, mm -hmm. which equates to, you know, high electricity costs to actually mine this stuff. So that's how, you know, things are, are safely being validated. Got in it. Okay. As a software dude, mm -hmm. I have so many questions. How long is it gonna take for people who have no, who are insecure about their understanding of technology to begin with, yeah. to trust something like this? It's it's a really great question. I've spent a lot of time talking about it. So I look at it this way, right? Right now, money attracts smart people and and I, dumb people. Uh, yeah, and dumb people. <laughs> but right now, like the important people that are entering this space that have decent amount of money they're 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 really smart so if you go on youtube and you do any amount of searching for this like you'll quickly see that mm -hmm. you know there's intelligent people having conversations about this right. stuff so i think it kind of starts there and it just it, it it it's tricky because i don't really foresee in the future like anytime soon at least like bitcoin taking over like the dollar or any way wow. to make like payments but i think it could certainly be like an infrastructural piece like blockchain could be used for something mm -hmm. you know maybe maybe bitcoin right now like what what i i use it as a store of value like i it's another part of my investment portfolio right i right, just right. put money into it i mean right now uh, it's growing at a pretty substantial clip and you know at one point here probably I'm gonna to have to be like, do I sell off some of my mm -hmm. holdings to turn into profit and then take How it that way? How much did you say went up in, in a year? Pro about like 900 percent. Wow. Yeah, a lot. Oh. Um, it's highly volatile, and that's another thing I think it's really cool about it is, mm -hmm. you know, um, like if, if you get a 10 percent return on investment, it's like oh, 10 is great. Yeah. Like you're 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 like holy shit, that's amazing. I had a great year in my you know IRA or whatever, right? right. But you know, if you have the appetite and, and you're, it really comes down 
in in this specific instance example around trading it is mm-hmm. like anything else like you have to have good risk management and it's never smart to to invest more than you're willing to to lose because mm-hmm. you can you can lose any everything very quickly like yeah. i've heard stories of people like you know and this is an example of dumb money right coming in and being like you know this sounds great i'm seeing all this buzz around it and you know, starting because it's starting to get into the mainstream media. If you look, you don't have to look that hard, and you'll see like CNBC, um, uh, Jamie Dimon like trashes it all the time because you know obviously it's a direct threat to somebody like his bank, right? <laughs> right. So that's another thing that's so cool about it is it, it really our day and age that we live in it challenges a lot, right. and I'm that I'm all about stuff like that. Like, you know, I, I feel that we have a lot of inefficient things in place in the world that we live in. And I'm all about disrupting it and being part of it. So I know that was kind of a tangent. No, it's um, good. This but is, this is fine. it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where do you, what do you suggest people go and look to educate themselves? Yeah. What, um, what, is, what is a good move right now? Do some, do some YouTubing, you know, find some people that, um, that uh, the concept they, they, they deliver it in a sense where you can understand it because it is very technical. Not everybody's technical. I'm technical, obviously. You are. So you and I can understand it to a level that some people can't. Um, mm-hmm. So I would just try to find people that can clearly articulate themselves on it and then you can go back it up with you know further information. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some YouTube guys. Um, there's a, a dude named Chris Dunn that is pretty good, very clear. If you want, we can include yeah, uh, I links. Yeah, I can get some links for people that, that, that care and want to learn more. Yeah. Um, and then go to places like, uh, like, like Coinbase. Like Coinbase is where you buy this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can only buy, right now on Coinbase, three of the cryptocurrencies. So there's, there is hundreds of them, right? So who is selling these if I, if I go tomorrow and I, I want to buy Bitcoin, yeah. I give somebody hundred dollars. Yeah, they're sold on mark on markets. So so there's a, there is numerous markets that has volumes of uh-huh. Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and stuff. So you put right. your money in there and you trade it there on the exchanges. But who's who's generating them? So who's getting the money that I pay the hundred dollars? Uh-huh. Let's say I'm not buying from some person. You know, there well, has you, to be a center. Uh, you, you are like, like a central bank. Because I'm selling Bitcoin, like it's going into the market. Like right. you know, there's a, there's a specific volume there, which is basically right. tied to like transactions, right? Like right. there is enough people buying the Bitcoin and and and, and, and selling it and trading right. it back and forth. Like that's how it populates the exchanges. But the, the first guy who bought the first Bitcoin, uh-huh. Uh-huh. who did he buy it from? I have no. I mean, I don't. I I don't know. I mean, um, I, I wonder would, how it started. Yeah. So I mean, so this guy, he. Satoshi, like nobody knows who this guy is. Right. No idea. He could be a government. He could be an individual dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could be a chick. Like, but he basically is anonymous, mm-hmm. and that's another really great part of it. Is is that if it can't be compromised, mm-hmm. like, he can't be compromised because he's not like the CEO of Bitcoin or anything like that. Right. right? right. So. Um, but I would imagine, you know, that there was probably like a pre-mining of this stuff, and there mm-hmm. was like an initial offering. You know, when the, when the uh, uh, these other coins and and altcoins, they're called, they're other pieces of cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like IPOs. They're called ICOs, initial coin offerings. Mm-hmm. So you buy into that, right? right. So so you're Sina, and you have seen a coin, right? And it's great, awesome. You pump it up, just like just like you know any other like tech right. product, and you're like, all right, guys, here's what's gonna do. We don't have half of it built yet, but we have our, our mm-hmm. you know, our white paper and all that stuff. And, right. and uh, you would open up an ICO, people would buy into it, and that would generate. So you're saying this guy just 
was good at convincing enough people. Well, he designed a white paper, like a piece of technology that actually made sense. Right. Like, this was back in like 2008. Like this is not like a brand new thing. Like this has been a, a, mm. around for a while. Um, so, you know, slowly over years, like it has gained traction. It's, yeah. it's fallen. Like it's been to like eleven, twelve hundred dollars, all the way back down to a couple hundred dollars, and like mm. slowly over time, like it's built up to where it but is some now. Some dude started it. Some dude. Yeah. I mean, presumably that's he well, could I be guess... a guy. You know, group of dudes. Um, Take you know, under the Satoshi, yeah. uh, you know, name. But yeah, it's uh, so it's got lots of really cool pieces to it, and that, and that's you know why I like it. It's super interesting. You know, I love technology. Should I be embarrassed as a technologist that I don't know more about this? I don't think so. Maybe take some time to learn about it because who knows? Like you know, you when you see big banks and big companies taking notice, like mm-hmm. I, I think that that is. Well, I guess theoretically, some some other dude started money, mm-hmm. and now you know this dude is starting Bitcoin. I mean, it, none of it came from the ground. None of it came from uh, yeah, trees. Thin air, right? you know, like it's, uh, <laughs> it's a concept. You know, there's we... motives behind it, and it, and it's crazy. Then you get into these conspiracy theories. How like you know you read stuff where people think it's like government conspiracy, and it's yeah, all this yeah, crap. Yeah. So I don't know. No, for you got to be prepared to have some time on your hands. That's yeah. kind of like a negative thing about it because I um, I do have a life, and you know I have a <laughs> nine month old kid and stuff. So you right. you know I'm over there mm-hmm. working at night. And my wife looks over at me like I have like these graphs up and shit and she's like what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> building like, the future honey. I'm like you'll see honey I'm doing it for my son I'm doing it for our child <laughs> uh, just hold hold yeah, on yeah. hold on because uh, baby Crosby's coming up uh, we, mm. have, we have a structure here yes. uh, so I'm gonna just put uh, Bitcoin aside for a second sure. we're on the 20 minute mm. mark we're gonna come back to it couple of things I really want to talk to you about because these are important things I've been talking to people about these and and I think uh, there's not enough we need to make these points of view uh, a little bit louder Mm. one of them is uh, work-life balance Mm. Uh, something that you've Mm -hmm. told me about before Mm. and that you've been able to achieve it and you are super proud of it so let's talk about work-life balance because I know recently you've started to pay a lot of attention to your health yeah you've talked to me about mental health Mm -hmm. physical health and how that's a crucial part of your work. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I'm yeah, on the yeah. same page. But I want to hear you talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think it comes down to stamina. If you can develop stamina, that's good. Right? So uh, I believe you need stamina in life. You need to be able to handle you know, a job where there's high demands and lots of stuff to wade through, You know, conflicting opinions and requirements and stuff like that like it's in every let's be honest like everything isn't just handed to you on a silver platter like there's lots of like aggregating and, and distilling that one needs to do right so you need you need to be able to weather the storm right and i, I don't think yeah. that everybody can do it like it's it's a it, it's a not a skill set for everybody i don't think who was this like alan watts or uh, or frank zappa it's one of those guys it's like life is a, is like one bullshit after another. Yeah, it's it's who can deal with those things precisely, better, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it <laughs> like is. Like it's never gonna be yeah chill. No, it's it is. And if it is, like, what fun is that? It's like, not. I don't want a totally chill life. That sounds yeah. like completely horrible. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. Yeah. So you know, I wanna, sh- I uh, yeah. I want to do round two, please. I did pound this then. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to rush you. I don't like those guys who rush. Mm. Right. 
You, you all have friends. Do we have any good right. comments? Yeah, hello from uh, Ecuador. Ah, hello. Oh, look at that. Hope you're enjoying the content. Nice to see you. We are drinking <laughs> these delicious uh, dark and stormy. This, this dark rum, I've always been a fan of rum. This is delicious. Thank you, Austin, yeah. for, for the recommendation. For sure. So we do this, right? We put the, we put the dark rum in there. And then uh, we put in ginger beer. And that's what uh, makes this drink uh, what it is. There we go, a little bit of that. And then, to quote our friend, squeeze that lime. <laughs> squeeze that lime. <laughs> and I'll just drop it's it just in like there. It's just like pounding the like, uh, uh, cheers. the heart on Instagram. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on air. Also, on Instagram, everybody. Let's keep going. I want to move on to the next topic, if, if you don't Please, mind. Please, by all means. Talk about being self-taught. Yeah. I know you're self-taught to a good degree. Mm, yes. So am I. So I, I understand your experience. But I want to hear your experience uh, from from a, you know, let's talk about technical stuff, right? Mm -hmm. What was it like? How did you get started? And how did you hard. end up where you are? It's hard. It wasn't easy. Mm -hmm. Because so I, I've always been like a technical person, though. Like I always liked building stuff. Like when I was a kid, I couldn't build enough Lego things or models or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So like... You know, my, my dad was into, like, cars and stuff, so I would help him, like, yeah, like, I was always tinkering with stuff. So I think I had a, a pretty good foundation. Like, it's kind of just, that, that thing I was kind of born with. Mm -hmm. So that was helpful for sure. But, you know, I um, took liking to the internet in, in the early 90s, and, like, I remember um, just doing the most basic thing with, like, animated GIF. It was, like, remember those little fireball GIFs? Oh, yeah. Those, blasted a whole bunch of them on, yeah. on, a, on a page and I'm like dude this is amazing <laughs> um and then i'm like well and i should have stopped there i should have stopped there and i should have like really dug into that and explored that in retrospect like i i made i pivoted way too quick into flash that was my problem so i'm like oh so now i can do that that's no problem like i'm a pro of course like every young kid like arrogant like you don't know everything you're wrong like you're wrong so I'm like, I'm going to try flash out because like, I can make things move and I can animate stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, this has to be like the future, obviously. Like, it's fucking this cool. It's very cool. Like, yeah, why would you cool. not want to do that yeah. as like an 18-year-old, like 16-year-old kid, right? So I did that. Um, and then it got hard. Like I found myself like, like moving up to the next level, right? So um, I was in college. You know, I went to school for design. So, um, and there was like a little bit of like the internet and like the schools are still trying to figure that out at that point because they weren't really, there weren't like a lot of, you know, places where you could go learn like interactive design or like, you know, basic web programming you could get a computer science degree, sure, but I didn't know about, like I wasn't, that wasn't really on my radar for whatever reason. So, um, you know, I got out of college and then I, uh got a job at an ad agency and they wanted me to build like weird flash stuff for their clients so I, I did that and I just was it like myself. banner things or was it, it like it was all kinds of weird stuff dude I built this one thing the the weirdest thing that I built at this company was like they had Sikorsky helicopter if anybody knows what that is but their helicopter manufacturer and they 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 wanted me to build this 3D animation that took a bird because the helicopter in their mind I don't know if this is true or not maybe it is was inspired by like a hummingbird mm -hmm. and the way that a hummingbird flies right mm -hmm. and moves so 
the creative director of this agency is like, dude, I have this idea. I want you to take this bird. I want you to morph it into an Apache fighter helicopter, and we're going to do it all in Flash in 3D. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, sign me up. Like, I have no idea how to do it, but I will learn. How much acid was he on? Dude, I have no idea what he was on. In 3D? I think it was, he was more of like a cokehead, in my opinion. <laughs> but anyway, so I did this, man, and it was freaking hard. I had to find like these three. It was like this. this Paper vision? No, I used 3D, uh, Swift 3D. Um, okay. This was this was like I probably before paper vision honestly. Okay. Um, but I built the thing, and it's just again a series of of trying to figure stuff out. Right. That's wow. essentially how I self taught myself, like just figuring stuff out and and really getting on teams where I can learn from other people, um, good people. That was that was key. You mm-hmm. know, definitely instances where. I, I could have like a mentor, like I have like a tech director or a tech lead or somebody that could like, you know, show me the the right way to do things. Yeah. So it's a combination of, of stuff like that. Um, but to come back to the the stamina part, like I, that that's kind of like a beating within itself, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, it was for me. It, it was like, and there's a lot of times where you're like, man, am I am I doing this right? But that's just part of the job. Like as being an engineer, there's many different ways to to do one thing. So you have to figure out what is the best way to solve a problem, you know, at, at hand. So my next question for you is, do you think, is it, is it still possible today uh-huh. to be self-taught, I think given the amount of shit that's sure. out there? You just have to be, um, I mean, you just have more things to potentially learn, right? Um, but isn't it more confusing? Like, I knew be. there was, like, PHP, and then there was, sure, be, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Flash, we have fragmented it's a fragmented uh industry you know there's all kinds of frameworks there's lots of different ways to do things but let's be honest like unless you're building like something really crazy and like you need a specific kind of technology like we have plenty of tools to do the job it's just about you know picking the the tool that you're comfortable with and you know you can wrap your brain around that's why i think it's good around the variety but you have to be able to to do a little bit of work to do some experiments and figure out like what makes sense if you don't have someone telling you if you're not on a team that's like guiding you correctly and stuff like you have to do on your own so i think it's a little bit harder in that sense um but there's a lot of great information out there there's lots of great stuff there's tons of great smart people there's really good community you know there's great courses there's we have a hashtag color code life from ryan crow there you on, go. on the exactly. live instagram so um, there you go there's there's lot there's good courses out there yeah, yeah i agree i agree with you <laughs> um okay uh, developer discipline is the next thing i want to talk to you yeah. about uh tell me your top three disciplines for any developer to follow yeah. And I asked you this as a tech lead, somebody who has yeah. you know several members on his team. Yeah. Um, so obviously, if if you're a front end developer, I think it's it's crucial to stay up on on JavaScript. At least be able to like you know um, get into some ES6, right? Uh, stuff like that. Um, so it really depends on like your stack and what you're working on, but. You know that it's also important to not like pigeonhole yourself. Like you should be disciplined in a, in a fashion where you can like expose yourself to other things and and be able to collaborate. You know via problem solving. You know with your team. Uh, I think written and like just communication skills to me are, are huge. And mm-hmm. I talk to my guys a lot on my team about this specifically. Like you know in writing documentation. Like I think that you know. That's important. You need to be able to, you know, um, 
convey your point in a meeting or something or like a whiteboarding session so that whiteboarding like those sort of skills I think it's a really good discipline to have like the things that are easy to just kind of like brush off and be like yeah I don't really need to do that but you should probably be doing those more um, in my opinion and just be like uh, you know we've all worked with a developer who is just like an asshole who thinks like they're they're really just too good for everybody else I've had a few of those instances I've had some of those people on my team don't be like that. Like, have discipline to, to think about other people and, like, what other people are thinking, right? Because you can't just, like, I think it's really dangerous. I think a lot of people will just assume what is going on with the other guy and, like, why did you make this decision? Oh, maybe you didn't know what he was doing. Maybe, like, this reason, that reason. Like, there might be a real valid reason why someone chose to make a decision. Like, it's worth at least getting that context and, and having that, right, before you make whatever decision you're trying to make. I love it, dude. Yeah, yeah. so those, those, like, those, I mean, I, I could probably list off a bunch of things, but off the top of my head, like, those yeah. are the things that I think are... Oh, we have our first quarter of the night. We yeah. Do. yeah. So. That was solid. Guys, just so you know, I know I already complained about it five minutes ago, but just so you know, I'm on round two, and I keep saying that I don't like these guys right. who are... It's getting pounded. <laughs> okay. I don't like the peer pressure guy. You know, we all have that friend, so I don't want to be that guy. But I just feel like as the host... I shouldn't be getting drunk before my guest. I mean, that's just not cool. It's too tasty, though. It I is very like tasty. to um, <laughs> save the moment. Yeah, and, and I have a distant cousin of mine on, on Instagram who's giving us a lot of love. Mm. Yeah, what's up, dude? He just said, uh, he just said, forget computer science in college and just self-teach. <laughs> so, it's one approach. Yeah, I mean, you save yourself a lot of money, too, man. Like, that's a whole other conversation, and right? And time. Like, like college, I, I, will, I will tell you that I think... Did you go to college? I did, yes. Um, I have a, a, a BFA in design. Um, and I'm kind of glad that I got that degree because it was cheap and I was able to pay for it myself and I don't have... Uh, a bunch of student loans right now right yeah. so i think college is good for a lot of reasons but i also think it doesn't make much sense really Dude, imagine if you were down 60 70 100k i couldn't invest in bitcoin right now i'd have because i'd have to give it to some you know I, I have to pay back an education that i might not even be using at at this point in time like who knows right mm-hmm. so it's hard um because again like there's a lot of great things that come along with college but um Saving money is not one of them. Say, well, unless you have rich parents, that's a different story. But, um, you know, yeah, it's saving money is not one of them. <laughs> All right. But I think if you want to, like, be, like, a hyper-specialized kind of, you know, person, like a doctor or something, a lawyer, totally. But everything else, just teach yourself. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to teach yourself how to perform surgery, but... You can probably figure out how yeah. to do, you know, JavaScript drop down. Yeah. Did you go to college? Do you have a degree? Uh, I did do computer science for a year, mm. but that was not creative enough for me. So yeah. I switched to multimedia screen production. Mm-hmm. So very design oriented, yeah. video, same, audio. Same time, same kind of deal yeah. with myself. But then there, there was still a good amount of logical programming. Mm-hmm. We were in Java. I hated it from day one. Yeah. Java, C++, I didn't mind so much. But then later I found out about memory management and I'm like, Oh, yeah. This. <laughs> can't, can't the computer do it for me? Isn't that the point? This? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I want to cheers you, Austin, for being here. Round yeah, two. Thanks for having me, man. I finally got to the second uh, yeah. second level, right? Yeah. I mean, I know. <laughs> it, it's based on drinks, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs>
One more question, and then we're gonna uh, move on to the fun part. Mm. Is there a reason to believe? Speaking of JavaScript, is yeah. there a reason to believe that JavaScript will die one day in our time? Probably not. I don't. Th I don't think so. Um, who knows? Though I, I. I don't. I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. Uh, so everybody can relax. Right, we're not getting automated. I mean, it might it might change <laughs> into something quite a bit different, but I don't think it's going to. But then we'll all switch. I mean, exactly. Like I don't think I don't know. I don't I don't know what could happen where it gets totally like, an event that totally obliterates JavaScript because you have so much. You at this point in time, you have so much legacy JavaScript. You're always going to have to support that. Right. So it kind of can't go away. Like because you're going to have to be able to have somebody. You know, it's like the Cold Fusion developer that's banking like five hundred dollars an hour for the only Cold Fusion project that is, you know, in existence right now. Right. I don't know. It's but see, the, I, I talk to people a lot about. Um, I know some people who uh, have some connections with coal miners and mm -hmm. you know that sort of thing, and and people always talk about oh. They should just go get a different job. And I've been that guy. I've been like, oh, why don't you just learn another skill and, yeah. and you can move on. You know, Tesla's doing a lot of good work. Yeah. Uh, in general, there's there, there are those jobs. You just, just that you have to switch switch your skills to be yeah. more you know modern. This day and age, if you not to get political or anything, but like, I have this conversation with my father-in-law all the time. Like he's he's from Ohio. He's a Republican. God bless him, like whatever, he's a great dude. But I find myself having this conversation with him all the time mm -hmm. about the future of jobs and, and you know, the, the, the whole coal mining example. Like it's, right. it's always a fun chat. Yeah. <laughs> it is, but, but uh, I was more specifically, I became so aware of the hypocrisy of some of the people who make the, the point that I'm making, which yeah. is go get another job. Mm -hmm. They're only saying that because it's not their turn yet. Right. As soon as you know there's a there's a small chance of yeah. their jobs going away, then they're going, No no no, this is this is the best yeah, way to do short it. Term thinking. Right? Except yeah. in our field we have been replaced so many times. Yeah. I've been replaced like six times in my career. Yeah. And I've only been working for fifteen years as a yeah. professional. Yeah, yeah. Right? So every three years or so my job is gone. Yep. And so I have to adapt. So we are lucky because that's the nature of our work, but not everybody else. And is. that's another thing that I think is really interesting about the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency industry because I really do think that there is an industry being made right now as we speak on this topic. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Like that for me could be the next thing that I get into. Yeah. You know, like it's an iteration, right? Yeah. Like you're one hundred percent right, right? Yeah. So, but you do it enough, like you're resilient, and you you're you now you have that skill set to adapt. So I was reading something the other day, and there was this one guy talking about how he thought that in like a hundred years, like people will have like a hundred different streams of income, right? Because they're not gonna have one job. Like they'll be pulling resources from all of these different things, mm -hmm. which I think is great. Like why would like that's kind of scary to be like hey like i have this one thing that makes me money and if like if i can't do that anymore like and i don't have any investment i don't have any savings like what am i going to do yeah, like it's a horrifying thing when you really think about it right yeah. so i do diversify yourself <laughs> I, I i do sometimes think about you know what would happen if like i lose my fingers or yeah, something exactly i have that thought all the time like, oh, <laughs> but then i thought I'm, i don't code as much anymore mm. anyway <laughs> i would have to just go full steam ahead into you know the leadership role. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, all right. Not. Listen, uh, this is 
the end of the series part that I had I had planned for us. Cool. If there's anything else we need to cover, we can. Otherwise, like we can move on to the. That's great. Okay, let's move on to the fun questionnaire. This is everybody's favorite favorite piece. This is where most of the quotes of the night come mm. out. All right. So, here you go. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Is there a direct correlation between uh, quality of a developer's code and the quality of their hair? Hmm. I have not really thought about it too hard um, until you put me on the spot. But I, there has to be. Of course. Of course there is. <laughs> you know? Like, I think if I answered that any other way... Um, I would be getting lots of shit from it from you because you know you have good hair, dude. It's, I have okay hair. Yeah, too. you got like this salt and pepper kind of going through it. Yeah, it's good. But I'm jealous of you because you got the wave, right? Yeah. I never had the wave. Yeah. My my barber has been working on my hair for two and a half years. Sam, yeah. shout out to Sam. He's actually on Instagram. He's hey, pretty, Sam, good job, buddy. Sam, but Sam's been giving me the little wave that I that I can't even see any waves today. Yeah. But my hair was just like, yeah. you know. You know what the key is. Just don't wash it. Just don't, don't wash your hair. Just go Just gross. Let it, let it go. Well, mm -hmm. you, you mean you, the natural oils will come out. And I see. You know, it's... So it's deep. either clean and straight or gross and beautiful. Pretty much. All right. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> Before I ask you the next question, I mm -hmm. want to give a shout out to a friend of ours, Luke Lappin from episode Hi, 9. Hi, Luke. Uh, crazy fucking... Yeah. And uh, he's, you know, he's my favorite crazy... Yeah, uh, we love him, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this question is going to be tough for you. <laughs> yeah, I think. What if I told you, as a guitar player, and this is the first time we're, I'm bringing this up, but yeah. but Austin is very involved with music, and you you write your own music. You have an album? Yeah, we have an album. Okay. Yeah. So, yes. What if I told you, as a guitar player, a musician who writes his own music, you could go on a world tour of your album. Yeah. And play the biggest stages, yeah. biggest venues. Yeah. All expenses paid. Yeah. And you'll come home with a fat check. Yeah. Basically the dream, right? At the end of it. Yeah. But our friend Luke, would have to, <laughs> he would have to. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. I did not see that one coming. Yeah. That's 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 brutal. I mean, <laughs> I gotta save my friend from. Yeah. yeah. What? You yeah, would give Luke, up Madison Square Garden? I know, but dude, just think about what would happen if you if Luke ever caught wind of that and he knew that you made a decision which in turn gave him he would troll the fuck out of you relentlessly for like dude, I don't know. That's so true. You have to think about that aspect of it. This is a dude that will mm. he'll he'll He's. Uh, he'll murder he you. He will murder you. Yeah. He will, he will give you. Yes. You will. Somehow you will then. <laughs> trust me. It gets really, really complicated. Man, I'm gonna beep out so much. Of this. <laughs> uh, I will send him the. the That's a good one. Like that. version. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, next question. Uh, explain to the listeners why do you think. The best way to initiate a conversation with uh, other tech leads, aka me, mm. uh, is to start it with the word home. Home. Tell them the story. Yeah, so I don't even, I don't even know how it started, but like, <laughs> you know, uh, Cena would call, he called me home skillet, or I called him home skillet. Nobody uses home skillet. Like, I've known maybe three people in my entire life that, you know, we exchange home skillets. So I'm like, that's cool. Like, this dude, like, he actually use home skillet so i'm like how can we permutate home skillet like if if this one thing brings so much like 
laughter and like fun times, like we can just go <laughs> ape shit with this thing, right? So, yeah, you can attach home to many other words, you know, uh, and that's basically home stretch home came out s- early. Home stretch was, was, was a good one. Home invasion. Um, <laughs> there's been like uh, home therapy. I mean, <laughs> And this is all because uh, you were going homey, I was going home, yeah, yeah. and then it just went crazy. Exactly. Right? Yeah. But you find it effective, right? I think it's very effective. Yeah. Whatever you can connect with somebody on, I think is important, right? right? Yeah, I think so. It's it's that simple to me. Uh, I think my greatest hit was Homo Sapien. That was a good one. That yeah. was good. I don't think I can I've topped that one. Yeah, you, you, you went home deeper, mm. and I was like, oh, this is yeah. solid. That's this a good, good comeback. Good comeback. All right, most people probably don't know what we're talking about, but that's okay. okay. Number one reason why you would reject the PR every single time without thinking about it. Um, you only get one. I can only reject one. There's only one There's only reason one why, reason? as soon as you see that, you're like, I'm not reviewing the rest of it. If anymore. I look at it and I'm like, okay, I've asked this person to do this very basic thing more than once or more than twice, and they, they, they haven't done it, and it's dead simple and obvious, like that's not a good sign. So, you know. Next one is a, a drunk web classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are stuck on an island yeah. and you can only run npm install once. Yeah. And yarn is not an option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We learned that from last episode. Yeah. What would you use it for? Man, I really like like Brent's uh, mm-hmm. answer. That was, that was good, dude. It was perfect. I would say, <laughs> I don't even know. Um, I would, I would probably... You could go counterculture and say, I'm not even going to use it. Yeah. It's probably what I would do. I like really? that, actually. Can I steal that? Yeah. Okay. That's good. Okay. I mean, because I can't beat Brent's. I mean, that was brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> it's impossible to top that. Yeah. Is, but there's something else, right? There's, there are other package managers. They're not as good, but... There's yarn npm. Yeah, I know there's another one. Yarn is uh, we're going we're going all in yarn, which is cool. It's fast. I like it. You know, um, I, I mean, I don't I don't hate npm personally. The simpler the better. Give me my dependencies. Yeah, I'm happy. Uh, and I'll be on my way. Be on my way. Let me do my job. Right. Which would you rather give up, your IDE or your guitar? And let me be clear. That I means... gave up my IDE. No, no, hold on. Let me be clear. No. This means all IDEs. All IDEs? So you have to type in, like, notes. I don't care. I'd do it. I'd give it all up. Okay. I'll tell you why. Tell me. So obviously, I, I, uh, I'm a musician. <laughs> I like to play guitar. <laughs> if you're into musical instruments, you know, like, someone like myself might be, if you have say like a Les Paul, right? Say you have like a vintage Les Paul, Mm. beautiful guitar, great color, super sexy. Having that guitar, I can give it to my son, you know? I can do many things with that. I say screw the editor, I'll write it on Notepad. That's way, way more beneficial for me to have that beautiful thing. My my son, he's nine months old, right? And he loves to like, bang on stuff but all kids do but this kid like he has something where he's drawn to like he i have this little ukulele and i have like an old nylon guitar and those are like his two main toys that are basically obstructing my living room at all times because he finds so much joy in like plucking at the strings and like banging on and he's holding the ukulele like a real like 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 he should be and he's like plucking away at it so these are the reasons why i need to keep the guitars around in my life yeah pretty cool 
Yeah, you can't you can't pass down an IDE. Definitely not. Look, yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Next one is also a great drunk web classic. Mm. Um, it's called Party Code Brunch. Yeah, you've heard this one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for uh, first time listeners and for Instagram, um, Party Code Brunch is a game that is a spinoff of Mary Fuck Kill. Yeah. I give you three characters, yeah. and you have to pick one that you will party with. Yeah. Uh, like full on party. When I'm talking like Mexico, and you don't yeah. know where you are. TJ. Before, yes. Yes. I know. I know. You're, I know where you're going with that. Right. Yeah. Second one you code with, uh-huh. and I'm 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 saying like code as in like you nerd out. Yeah. Right. A whole weekend you it's a hackathon. Yeah. And the third one is a chill brunch. It's, there's no partying going on. You're just like having intelligent conversation with somebody. You know, you're supposed to be at your best. Probably wearing a scarf. Yeah, proper. Yeah, very different experiences, right? Mm-hmm. And here are the three characters I picked for you, my friend. And I'm sorry. <laughs> they're they're going to be good. I Party guess. code brunch. <laughs> Mike Pence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kermit the Frog. Yeah. And, my, and Michael Jordan. Wow. Those are... Those are good ones. I know. It's tough, right? Yeah. So let's get the coding out of the way. Okay. I would say I would want to code with Kermit the Frog. Really? Yes. I did not see that coming. Yes. And I'll tell you why. Because that could be a total disaster or it could be pretty awesome. I mean, you never know what you could you could get out of like a good dev session with Kermit. <laughs> you don't know. I'd be willing to roll the dice on that. Like, something weird, you know, I'm at the point in my life where like fine, like I would take a risk on that. That's true. Yes. Um, I probably go to brunch with Mike Pence because brunch is short and I, I wouldn't like really want to spend too much time with him. So I would just brunch it with him real quick. Maybe see like if I could extract some something useful from his brain. Probably mm-hmm. not. I don't know. Maybe can't be a complete idiot, but who the fuck knows? You better not order uh, mimosa because then you won't be able to sit there, right? I would. I, yeah, I would order the most. Like yeah, I go crazy with the order. But like, oh, by the way, Mike Pence, do you like mimosas? By the way, I mean, I, without your wife here yeah well, does that do something to you I mean, let's find out yeah. let me order up like two servings of mimosas please <laughs> yeah and then um michael jordan right he's the last guy that i would party with yeah can't go wrong there i love where you landed with partying <laughs> with michael jordan yeah. that's a really good one yeah. yeah i mean how can you go wrong this is gonna be a good party i think you can yeah i mean just think about even i mean how old is michael jordan right now probably like 50s? he's got to be in his 50s he's like yeah, I'm sure he's still a baller. Uh, what would you teach Kermit the Frog? Um, I would teach... And he doesn't know shit. Well, first, like, Kermit is... he. I'm sure he could probably get crazy, right? Yeah. 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 He, I would teach him how to architect a, a, a JavaScript application, like, correctly. Like, architecture... I would probably just start there. I'd be like, hey, dude, here's the basics of how we're going to lay things out, right? Because once you tell someone like Kermit to get going, if he fucks up the architecture, you're screwed, dude. You're going to be totally... Like, you might as well just cash in right there. Like, yeah, it's over. So if you're like, all right, so here's where my, you know... Uh, JavaScript services are going, here's how we're going to lay out the SAS partials, like here how, here's how it's all going to come together. I think you got to just whiteboard that out real quick. That's He'll be able to handle it. It's just boxes and lines, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. Speaking of teaching people how to code, for those who don't know Austin, he has a new baby boy. Yeah. Baby Crosby James. Yeah. Would you teach him how to code? 
Um, I will. I'm, I'll, I will expose them to it. So here's my theory on that is um, I, I personally think I have a tremendous amount of stuff to offer my kid, right? Yes. So would I teach my son how to code? Yeah. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't force it upon him. I would test the waters. I would see if it's something that he's into. And if he is into it, then I would be happy to teach him how to code. Okay. Um, what would you teach him? Uh, I would teach him basic web fundamentals to begin with because that's admittedly the easiest thing to grasp. And then if you can get that, you know, you, you, can, you're, you can go many different ways after that. Right. So I'd probably fire up some color code. You know, it's... Boom! And like... You yeah, know, here's what I'm gonna do. 13 years from now, like I, it's gonna be interesting to see, you know, what the content is is like. It's gonna be. We should do that. You know what we should do right now, which would be very fucking cool. We should give a shout out to Baby Crosby. Yeah. And he can listen to this when you yeah. can you can give him this on his 18th birthday. Yeah, I love or, it or something like That's that. That's I'll give him that and the Bitcoin that I've been like, you know, saving hey, hey, for. Here him. you go. You gonna learn how to code or what? You gonna learn how to code or what? <laughs> Uh, and just so you guys know, we're talking about a yeah, nine month old. Nine months old. Beautiful. He's a oh. lucky kid. If you weren't a programmer and uh, becoming a musician was not an option, what would you do? Yeah, I would I would become a backcountry heli um, pilot. Yes. Oh, heli pilot. Yeah, so I would fly snowboarders around the Alaskan backcountry and drop them off on high peaks so they can snowboard down. Ah, yeah. Okay, I want to give a shout out then to my friend Peter, who's yeah. a heli pilot. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm going to have Peter on the show, by the way. He's cool. great. He's great. What do you suck at when it comes to yeah. tech? Um, admittedly, uh, there are some cases where I don't ask enough questions and I absolutely know that I should. So that's one thing that I'm just trying to always do more and more and more is just get the full picture, mm-hmm. ask as many questions as possible, and who cares if what people think? It doesn't matter. It's, you know, you got you to have the information. Ask questions. Yeah, ask questions. What's the coolest thing you worked on hmm. as a product? I mean, I would say it was, it was my, uh, my, my little web startup because it was kind of my own thing. And the SEO thing. Yeah, yeah that, that sounded, was cool. That sounded cool. Yeah. yeah um, I liked it because I was passionate about the solution. I was passionate about like what we were, we were solving and like it was, it was, it wasn't overcomplicated. It wasn't like, you know, I got to do all this stuff. Like it was mm-hmm. very focused. So it was fun. I had a, I had a good time doing that. Nice. I'll give you one minute for mm-hmm. this one. Cause we can talk about this forever. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to cut me off after one minute. Yeah. Right. No, I'm, I'm, I, won't, I won't do that. I can't do that. I can't do Oh, actually let's, let's address the um, question coming from the audience. What's the best language to start with as, as a first language to learn? Yeah. If you want to become a web slash app dev, those are two very different things. But A web slash app? I mean, well, they are I'm two guessing, I'm guessing they mean I, I want to cover the web, but also native apps. Yeah. Um, I would say learn basic JavaScript, you know, because... So if you want to do native apps, I mean... I don't know. That's not really going to help you there, but I, I still do. Yeah, think, React Native. You can yeah, do React Native, or you could, um, you know, do like an Ionic app or something like that. But I guess it really depends on what you mean. Oh yeah, my friend Vince was on on, and he's a big Ionic fan. Yeah, Ionic's cool. I actually really loved Ionic. Um, I started hacking and building some stuff, and it's cool. Um, but yeah, regardless, I think I think JavaScript is powerful enough. You can't really go wrong because you can you can pretty much. You can do a lot with JavaScript, right? I mean, you can do server-side stuff. You can do, you know, client, web, UI stuff. So, 
and you can also now um, with like TypeScript and, and such, like you can you can use it in a, in a classical sense where you'll get those like true object oriented um, you know uh, skills, and you would be able to to apply them to you know Java or C or something like that. So that that's what I think. Future of the web. How do you see it? Yeah. Um, I, I hope it goes in a way where it, it, it serves more good to humanity than it, it does not. Because let's be honest, right? There is, there's lots of things at play right now that could be really bad for the web. I mean, let's be honest. Like, the web is mostly the center of a lot of things. I mean, it is the center of life, I think, basically, for, for the majority of people, right? So, you know, things like, you know, fake news and... and you know, all of that stuff. Social media, I think, largely is pretty poison. Um, you know, I think that maybe it had good intentions, but what we have now, like, I, I don't love social media. I'll be 100% honest with you. So I think there's a lot of good that can happen, but unfortunately right now, the web is kind of split into, in my opinion, two, two different thing, things. It's like all this noise that means nothing to most people, or it does, but it really doesn't. And then you have, like... All of the other stuff where you go and you find all this great information and, and stuff. So it's almost like you can very easily determine which path you want to go down. At least I can. That's the way that I see it, you know? It's pretty, um, it's pretty insane. So hopefully, is there hope? I, I think there's always hope. I think there is. Um, you guess it, it comes down to really spending time to like validate what you're, you're, you're getting yourself into. If that makes any sense, you know, like you have, you can't just take anything at face value these days. Um, I don't know. You just got extremely lucky because yeah. I thought I had a, a bottle of really great tequila. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's gone. I drank it on the last episode Turns of the like, Drunk Web. It's gone. Um, I think we're ready for round three. Are we? Yeah, we are. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody just joined us. We are drinking dark rum. So we're going to make... Round three is usually my favorite because <laughs> <laughs> I think you know why. Because round three is where the real stuff comes out. Not that it hasn't been real so far. I'm just thinking about what happens, how amazing it's going to be when we let Luke listen to the question. I mean, oh. I guess keep on coming back to that. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> that question was tailored for him. Dude, that was amazing. I was hoping that you had like that level of question on your, your sleep set. <laughs> I would like to share you on that, man. So thank you. Thank, good, good work. Good Cheers. Questions. You know what's sad? That most people, unfortunately, are not going to be able to hear the real question because, you know, let's face it, I can't, as the whatever of the whatever company, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't put it that yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> However, though, if you, this is where you get into your premium content model. That's true. And you, 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 for small monthly fee, mm -hmm. you know, point zero 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 one Bitcoin, <laughs> you can you can have access. You can hear what I actually asked Austin <laughs> about Luke. Yeah. Advice for your young self. Yeah, yeah, uh, and or young developers out there who want to end up like uh, yeah. Austin Cornelio. Yeah, never ever ever think that you have a full grasp on something. Like always. Always make sure. Always ask a lot of questions. And like when when I was young, like I was a little bit arrogant sometimes, and I would be like, "Well, I know this. I can do that." But I was wrong. 
Like I should ask more questions. I should have like done more um, to fully understand like certain topics. So I think that like do whatever you need to do to have a good foundation on things. Because if you have a good foundation, it makes it much easier yeah, if you stick with this sort of thing and you become a senior later on in your career, like you're going to be able to build upon that foundation. It sounds like, yeah, obviously like that was what you do, but you'd be surprised like, you know, how many times, I guess I get the feeling that, that that's not always the case. I don't know. Like, do you, do you feel that, that way no. that you see where like you're, you're, you're dealing with a certain person or you're like, well, they probably should have done a little more yeah, my homework next- or... My next question for you was going to be, what's the worst kind of developer? Yeah. Because uh, we've talked about all the positive stuff. Yeah. And then might not be a good question because the, the bad kind of developer is just the reverse of that. But exactly, I think there are explicit things that you can do to make yourself a more shitty developer. Yeah. And a lot of people yeah. Yeah. don't know what those things are. Yeah. So to me, like the arrogant asshole developer <laughs> that will not, you know except that he's wrong <laughs> like it's the worst possible possible type of person that you can work with really because you know and <laughs> yeah i i think that that's it's just unacceptable i um, just realized something yeah that when you said uh, dark and stormy you squeeze a little lime at the top mm-hmm. You can't. I, I don't. I mean, obviously, I keep mine. Uh, but now I get it because yeah. I just did that, mm. and I, mine has a lot of rum. Yeah, that's when you deploy the lime juice, dude. When you can't <laughs> handle the, you're like three dark and stormies in. You're like, shit. This room is this room's no. But me. you absolutely. This just happened to me. This very same thing you're talking about. I just squeezed a little lime. I told you. I yeah. warned you. And I'm good to go. Nice. Yes, yeah, it's much better. Uh, guys, we have a big piece of ginger here that we can use. <laughs> And, um, you know, I'm thinking about making these episodes uh, video, too. Put them mm. on YouTube. Yeah. I think that that would be good, actually. You should do that. Problem is, I'm too romantic about the quality. Mm-hmm. So, I, I would want to get, like, two over-the-shoulder cameras. It's okay. Uh, speaking of, I want to bring up the fact that this is episode 19. Mm-hmm. And the day I started this, this podcast, I promised myself that I would do at least 20 episodes. And so... There are hundreds of thousands of podcasts on iTunes. A, a large majority of them, I want to say over 70% of them, have three episodes or less. And the main reason for that is editing. Mm. Editing is very It's difficult. a lot of work. It's undertaking to, you know, to do it a lot of times. Right. More than that. Yeah, a lot goes into it. Yeah. So since this is episode 19, I promise myself that if I can make it to episode 20... We will make episode twenty a very special one, mm. and and it's a and we're there. Right, next episode is pretty much going to be that. My good friend James Wanga, who was on for episode one, uh-huh. this is a this is a this is a man who has taught me a lot of things, including JavaScript. I've brought him uh, up his name on multiple episodes. Unfortunately, he moved to California a few years ago with his wonderful wife and beautiful children. They moved to California. And guess what? They're coming to New York City next month. Nice. And I've already talked to him about a reunion episode. Yeah. Episode 20. And we're going to make a panel out of it. So I'm going to pick three, four of my guests that I've had over, uh-huh. over the past two years. And instead of me then running the panel, they would interview me. 
as 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 you know three or four guests. <laughs> so, I love it. So it's now it's like yeah, <laughs> payback time. Payback time. Exactly. They're gonna they're gonna basically roast you. So this episode aside, and actually last few episodes aside, um, the majority of them are very much me putting the guests on the spot and making them drink more and this is different this is just you and me two friends just talking and drinking but it does make sense that for all the sin that that i have done somebody for episode 20 should should reverse the thing and and do the same for me and so uh, i've already identified the three people that are going to be on the panel yeah and um i'm pretty sure we're going to make it happen episode uh 20 on december 15th we're going to record it and um Probably a week after that, we're going to publish it. So I'm looking forward to that. So for, for listeners who are regular listeners, uh, I want you to know episode 20 is going to be that. It's going to be a little different. That's great. I think that's good. I was thinking about that today because I've listened to a few of these, right? And I'm mm. like, you know what? Someone needs to start asking some questions. Mm. So Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Um, problem is... I've asked these questions so many times, <laughs> I have the answers ready to go. It, it's going to need some creativity. You know? yeah. We're going to need somebody who can, who can uh, really turn the tables. Mm. As always, by the way, our after party for episode 19 is going to be at Nomad. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about 4040 Club, which yeah. uh, was the after party for two episodes yeah. so far. Yeah. You said you might be interested in yeah. checking it out. What yeah. do you think? Well, how, are you, how are you feeling right I've now? I've never been to 4040 Club. I mean... It sounds like it would be one of the more unique experiences. It's very unique. If we have you know those two as the options. So. It's very unique to say to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Are you a fan of uh, the music of Jay's? Uh, Jay Z. Yeah. Yes and no. I mean, he's he's like I don't think he's a musical hack. I, I don't listen to his music a lot, but there's been times where he's dropped a single and I'll, I'll Cause crank go, it, you know? Because if we go to 4040 Club, it's yeah. going to be Jay's yeah. music. Jay's music. music. Yeah. I have a couple of other things here, but mm. before I, I get into it, which is pretty much a wrap-up, um, we have a little more time. We have maybe another five minutes or so. Let's go back to Bitcoin, because mm. um, that's the one topic that I know you you feel really passionate about. Yeah. As somebody who has been involved, who's bought a bunch, who's, who's been reading a ton about it, yeah, what's going through your mind right now? Yeah, so, so in on on November fifteenth, there's going to be what's called a hard fork. So what a hard fork is is basically someone forks or or, or makes another copy of of Bitcoin and changes something, right? Um, some of the functionality, whatever. So this one that's coming up on the fifteenth is supposed to. Um, increase the block size so the actual um, processing and computing power of, of the block when it, it's tasked with like you know confirming these transactions right so it's a, it's it's a scale it's a scalability thing and there's lots of like speculation around it because so, if you think about it like that's the gut reaction is like that's a bad thing so we have this thing that we're asking people to like trust in but then we're going to fork it and we're going to change it and now like it's already confusing for most people right so think about being a non-technical person you come into this space and you're like oh there's a coin here and it does this but oh there's like this permutation of it over here it does like the same shit but it has bigger block size like you leave the room you're like what yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's too much so like yeah it's too much and i think that um 
you know, some people think it's a bad thing and, and this has happened before. It's not like the first time it's happening, but this is an interesting one because it does touch like something like the blockchain, right? Um, and I'm interested to see what happens there. Like I, I have some holdings. I don't have a lot, but I have some. Um, and it's like, what do you what do you do with it? So what ta- a lot of times, so what happens also when there's a fork is you get, so it ultimately produces a different coin. So it'll be like B2X or something like that, right? So when that happens, if you have two Bitcoins and you're holding, you automatically get two B2X, right? So that two B2X is worth something. So what do people do? They pump it, they buy as much Bitcoin or whatever is possible, and then the fork happens and they sell off their coin to buy more Bitcoins. So um, it's like a... It's a I've been thinking about the strategy because you don't know what's going to happen. It's very volatile to begin with, but then you have an instance like this where you're like forking, you know, the code. So it's it's absolutely crazy. Like it's crazy shit. Um, so what's going through my head right now? I think that was the question. I mean, what what is going to happen? You know, in the in the near term when when we go through this sort of thing, right? Um, and how do I? as someone that has like some investment in this like like do you just ignore it ride it and be like okay because that's what a lot of people do they just hold it they just put in like dollar cost average it like buy a little bit of it you know over time and mm-hmm. then just be like okay fine in like the year 2020 what's going to happen is they're going to they're it's going to get halved so they're going to they're going to issue more bitcoin so like i said in the beginning there's only going to be 21 million bitcoins right um right now i think there's like I don't know, like 16 or something like that. So uh, 16 million, 2020, they're going to, they're going to produce more. Right. So that's going to affect the value of it. So, you know, it's, uh, if you cash out today, yeah. would you have made at least 10%? Absolutely. hundred oh. percent. Yeah. Like I would make more. Nice. So it's pretty, it's, uh, that's kind of the, the, nice. the, the thing, right? Like if, if you, um, can can be successful like trading this stuff like people are like you hear the stories also i mean you know the guy who bought like a whole crap load back in like 2008 and then he forgot about it and he he stored the address on his pc and he threw his pc away and then he like finds out that his you know 10 bitcoins he's like a he's like a multi-millionaire right and he like yeah i've heard stories of people like actually disposing of their their computers where they had their address right um stored on it, it's just a hash and then they go to the dump and they spend like months trying to find their pc to like recover their hard drives so <laughs> wow yeah it's uh so it's tied to a actual specific like hard drive well it, it, it's an address right so it's an encrypted it's a string right, right. Um, but that is the address your coins so so hmm. you can you can store it on a computer you can store it in like like coinbase you can actually store it there so hmm. i store mine in like a hardware wallet so basically it takes it off the internet it takes it off like i control it and that's like another thing is like not everybody is comfortable with that like yeah. you know it's no problem for something someone like you or i i mean you're basically plugging a mini little computer into your USB and you're, you know, unlocking it. And then you're basically sending Bitcoin from the account where you bought it to an isolated hard drive that you put mm-hmm. in your safe or whatever. And then it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's yours. Like you're protecting it. You're responsible for it. So, so let's get practical for people who didn't buy like me. Yeah. Uh, is it, did they miss out or can they still buy and you yeah, think you can, it's you, you can, you can, still you can good? You can, you can still buy. I think that... Would you? It would cost... Yeah, I, I, 
I would. I mean, it's much harder because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. So it really depends on like really like what you're trying to get out of it, right? If you're if you're comfortable and you can afford to put in like money over time and just kind of forget about it, I think that that's like say if you put like one percent of of your your income or whatever into it mm-hmm. and just forget about it, just pump it in, you know, over a year's time. Just forget about it. See what happens, like down the road. Like one percent of my income is six million bucks. And you would, you'd be good. You'd be fine. Yeah. (laughs) In that case, you should definitely. You're a candidate (laughs) to be able to do it. So, um, yeah, uh, I I think I think that now would be a good time for sure. Because, like I said, I think it's like Mm -hmm. it's like the internet in like 1994, right? I mean, would you would you want to buy like all of these like in retrospect like all these domain names and stuff? I mean, it's not a really good comparison, but it's kind of like the same deal. Like, yeah, you should. You, should definitely you heard should. that story where the guy forgot to renew Microsoft.com. Yeah. <laughs> no, the guy made the guy who he was a dude that let his freaking PC with his Bitcoin on it like get thrown away. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's the same exact guy. He doesn't learn his lesson. Yeah. You know, on on episode nine. Mm. Our friend Luke didn't uh, give you a shout out. It yeah. Was, it was perhaps because you and I didn't know each other. Yeah, so yeah. why would he? He did give, uh, that's when he joined the band. So he, I think he did give the band a shout out. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. So. Well, I was going to say, you know, <laughs> even though he didn't personally mention your name, I think you should be the bigger person and like give him a shout yeah, out. Yeah, Luke's, Luke's a, a funny dude. He's awesome. You know, we play music together. He's a funny guy. He might be the most entertaining dude. That I that I know I don't know about your experience in being in bands and stuff, but being in a band is cool. But the real reason, in my opinion, to be in a band is to get together with your friends and just do stupid shit for like an entire evening. Just talk about ridiculously inappropriate things. Maybe get wasted, then play some music, and then just go home. Hopefully, they pay their fair share of studio time. Hopefully, but that's a whole other problem. <laughs> that, <laughs> That's for like another drunk web conversation. It's hard. <laughs> Not everyone likes to pay their studio rent. Any other shout outs? The fam? The fam, yeah. You know, it's really awesome being a father and having a, a little a little dude that mini you, Austin. Yeah. It kinda is, you know, like you, you start to see traits. If they're not your traits, they're like your wife's traits or they're a combination. Like you see this little copy of of you like starting to get into stuff and starting to like, you know. Mm-hmm. sprout so it's it's pretty cool i was horrified like i wasn't horrified but i was i was like i didn't know it was like a, a great unknown like what it would be like to have a child oh i know um man. you know it's crazy so anybody you want to give a shout out to personally my wife she's amazing so i think she definitely deserves it um she's a really good partner you know she uh her and i have this this um thing where we're we're very much aware and we respect like each other's interests and and you know objectives and stuff like she has you know her acting thing she does like acting uh, on the side and you know i hope she always does that because i think it's very important so we have a lot of respect for you know the things that keep each other kind of going and my thing is you know music obviously is pretty important to me and um, I have a kid, right, that requires me to be there a lot, but she still lets me go and she lets me, like, mm-hmm. you know, go to band practice, like, once or twice a week and, like, hang out with degenerates like Luke and it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's cool. <laughs> By the way, we were supposed to do, we were supposed to grill at your place yeah. with the fam. 
this summer didn't happen. Didn't, yeah. So I take responsibility. Next time, man. Took my time. You know. Any any final words? Anything you want to add? No, man. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I know we tried to do it a few times, so finally came together. Good job. You know, good job for um, being a good co-lead and being a good you know, counterpart at MasterCard and, you know, all that stuff. I always have this final words. I have something prepared for the guest. In this case, I don't because I don't feel like I need to be prepared to talk about the experience that we have shared yeah. together at, uh, you know, last couple of years. You know, I kind of struggled to fill that role. You know, we have had uh, difficulties in the past with that particular role because it's so difficult you know you're, you're expecting somebody to be extremely technical yeah um, be able to critique code and still keep their cool uh, but at the same time be able to articulate be able to get in meetings and talk about all sorts of problems that a dev team has to go through while at the same time being a a, a cool person that you want to have lunch with right, right. so yeah it's, it's it's a big ask yeah <laughs> And so when you came in, I remember uh, we had coffee at uh, Union Fair. It was right there. And I was talking to you. And I'm like, this is going to work out. Because first of all, look at his, look how wavy his hair is. I mean, how can you go wrong? <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to say thank you for taking the lead and doing such a great job and being so detail-oriented. And it's, uh, it's a pleasure to work with you every day. Yeah, man. Likewise. Yeah. I had a similar uh, thing and it's kind of funny <laughs> because I'm waiting at Union Fair like where we met up right and I saw this other dude come down and it could have been you but it wasn't I'm like dude I fucking hope this isn't Cena <laughs> and it wasn't the guy gets walked by and then you came around I'm like that's Cena because I didn't know like we've never met each other before like yeah. you were friends with Luke and Luke talked about you but I, I had no like you know idea it's kind of funny did the guy look like he was an asshole cool. total prick dude absolutely <laughs> oh my god dude. <laughs> they're out there yeah yeah and yeah. what can you do right you, i mean the way corporate america is structured yeah for for you know for for good reasons you are set up with people that you don't necessarily have 100 percent say on you know who stays and who doesn't right. and you're yeah exactly and so if you're stuck with somebody who who just doesn't have your best interest at heart yeah you're stuck yeah it's unfortunate or yeah. you bounce yeah well right. that's where you have a decision to make yeah so i consider myself lucky that uh, i didn't have to do any sort of compromise when it came to fellow leadership mm-hmm. yeah cheers to you my friend cheers to you buddy thank you Good stuff. Yeah, I want to say thank you very much to people who listen to the podcast, who tuned in. I want to say thank you to Instagram folks. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you. We lost some of you, but, you know, it's a, it's a long episode. Uh, this was episode 19. Uh, episode 20 is going to be quite a special one. I talked about it a little bit. You know what, Austin? Perhaps we can have you back in one of the reunion episodes. Yeah. I'm I thinking- would come back in two seconds, man. Like This is a lot of fun. It was good. Yeah. I think every 10 episodes, yeah. we should do a reunion. Yeah, yeah. Right? So episode 20 is coming up, maybe episode 30, Yeah, we'll have you and we'll do a panel. Let me know. I could only imagine where you would have taken this, like, at episode 30, like 11 episodes from now, like, it's... And maybe one day you can write original music for the show. That would be cool. Like, it would be fun, because, so I have a question for you, Um, a lot of the guests that you've had on the show, like, what do you think the percentage of, like, musicians have been, right? Because I think that there's... Every dev team that I've been on, I've been a part of, like there's always, at least within the general like vicinity, there's some sort of musician. 
I guess there's a correlation between technology, technologists and, and music. Yeah, we've talked a lot about it actually on the podcast because yeah. I've had uh, it's an at least fifty percent rate, right? I, at yeah, least fifty percent. That doesn't surprise me, if not more. Yeah, we've had conversation. We've had long conversations as to why this happens, and yeah, uh, some guests explain it as there's a direct correlation between problem solving the way programming does it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the part of the brain that it stimulates is very similar to the way that writing music or playing music is the same sort of uh, uh, psychological reaction that you have. One day I want to tap into the science of what this happens, why this happens, because there's definitely something there. So we can talk about original music. That'd be cool. Yeah. Get a nice sample of like a few people that share this common trait and we could have like yeah. a, a drunk web like... <laughs> multiple guest uh yeah you know set up but not luke because yeah we want to we want to keep him quarantined he'd have to do it but we would have to put him in like a bio container in in the corner (laughs) (laughs) we just toss him like moscow mules in in, in, like poland spring bottles or we could just have a direct line and we could just like pump it you know but yeah we keep him going yeah no we know how to work we can deal with Dude, so many beeps. I'm gonna have to do the beep (laughs) part every single time. All right, on that note, this is a perfect way to end this. Thank you, everybody. Cheers, Austin. Later, guys. Cheers. All right.